Hi, welcome to Excel's Original Moments podcast. The conversation you're about to listen to has been a big part of the national conversation of late, cybersecurity. We recently hosted a gathering between journalists and the CEOs of some of our most prominent cybersecurity companies to talk about the current state of affairs. Since that was a private gathering, Ping Li, a partner here, sat down with one of the stars of the dinner, Amit Yaron of Tenable, to get his take on things so we could share it here. Enjoy. Hey Amit, thanks for sitting down with me uh, to do this podcast. I think it'd be good to start with some intros. I'd love to hear a little bit about your background quickly and also uh, what you do at Tenable. Sure. Uh, thanks, Ping. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, my name is Amit Yaran. I'm the CEO of Tenable. I've been in the security space for, geez, about 25 years now. It makes me feel pretty old. <laughs> uh, prior to Tenable was running uh, RSA, uh, spent some time in government at the, running the U.S. CERT program and, and at DOD CERT and, and have done two other startups in uh, RipTech, which was acquired by Symantec and NetWitness, which RSA acquired. So it's hard to do a security podcast if you're not talking about Equifax. Uh, obviously, that's been written about a lot. I'd uh, love to hear your perspective on both the breach, did it surprise you that it happened, uh, and the magnitude uh, the breach was was uh, obviously significant, so I'd love to hear your perspective on it. I think the uh, Equifax breach was a real facepalm moment for a lot of folks in you know that have been in the security space for a long time. It was not necessarily very surprising, but it was extremely disappointing. The you know I think Equifax is almost the, the perfect example of of what companies are doing today they're expanding their technology footprint they're leveraging technology to be more competitive to change their industries to do all the incredible things that they do that they do for modern society and at the same time they fail to recognize that that technology does not come risk free they've got to do a diligent job of managing that technology of understanding their risk and exposure because when you differentiate yourself with technology, uh, your technology and the cybersecurity risk that is associated with that become a critical component of business risk. And you've been doing this for over two decades, as you said earlier. Uh, Is there something that's happened which is causing these high profile incidences to happen more frequently and bigger? It seems like in the last two, three years, cybersecurity has become you know, almost in the press every single day. And, and I'm just curious to see what, what have you seen happen over the last two decades? It, it, it's, there's, there's been a, a couple of trends over the last couple of decades, which I think are resulting in, in what we're seeing today. The, you know, the first, as we talked about, was the use of, of technology. We're just uh, proliferating. Uh, the second, and, and I know you've got a lot of uh, great folks that, that you talk to regularly that have great insight into the threat environment. Mm-hmm. Right, so the threat environment has gotten much more sophisticated. You have every nation state, you have organized crime, you have hacktivists and, and, and the WikiLeaks and equivalents and anonymous. So uh, the, the threats have gotten much more sophisticated, much more uh, aggressive. And candidly, organizations' maturity in their use of technology has not matured at a great pace. They're rapid to adopt new technology, but they're pretty slow to mature how they operationalize it and, and how they manage it. And that really culminates in this, in this trifecta of bad situation that we see unfolding today. And, and those trends, you, those three trends you just mentioned, uh, doesn't seem like it's going to slow down. It's only going to become more of an issue uh, as we go forward. So how do enterprises 
and the customers and how many customers does Tangible have now? Oh, over 23,000. 23,000. <laughs> when you talk to the CISOs of those, or the CIOs of those companies, how do they know where they are on the security spectrum? Are they secure, not secure, a little bit secure, overly secure? Like, how, how do they know, how do they measure themselves uh, and have a, a baseline that they can know if they're improving their security posture? I, and and just to, to unpack that a little bit, because you mentioned CIOs and, and CEOs and, and CISOs, and, and those are very different and distinct audiences. I think you know one of the most interesting trends happening in security today is that questions are being asked from outside the security team. Equifax is in, in you know at, at top of mind for every CEO, every audit and risk committee, every CIO. And so they're turning to the chief information security officer and asking, can this happen to us? Are we exposed to, whether it's Apache struts, or are we exposed to some similar you know, WannaCry last week and Petya the week after and Apache Struts this week. And so they're asking those business questions. Are we exposed to this? What is our level of risk? And what can we do about it? And so I think the security profession is about to go through a pretty aggressive maturation when it starts running into the business leadership that until now really hasn't looked at security as a critical part of the business. And does that require them to uh, think about the business with new new software platforms, or are they is it more of a services type uh, engagement that they need to do in order to kind of figure this out? Or how, how do you, how do you see the security organization or the security awareness or cyber cyber exposure change within an enterprise over the next couple of years? So there there's a handful of of what I would characterize as like foundational questions or value propositions that security vendors or security technologies bring to the table. The most uh, recognizable one is that we're going to better protect you. We've got a, a wrapper for your host and we're going to protect the host or we're going to encrypt and protect your data. A new fangled next generation perimeter firewalling mm -hmm. thing. Uh, and there's an entire category of companies that, that help with that. There's a category of companies that help you detect when bad guys are banging on the door when they've already compromised you and, and how quickly can you detect and respond to that on, on average over the past couple of years it's been over 200 days to detect a compromise and that's untenable no uh, no pun in, intended uh, and then there's the category of companies that can help you determine how secure you are how exposed you are what does your attack surface look like and how you can best and most efficiently manage and reduce risk. And that's ultimately the, uh, the uh, technology that Tenable brings to the table. And, and when you talk to the CISOs, are they aware that they have, they have to deploy some of these solutions? Are they starting to, is that starting to become top of mind? Because I know they've spent, Lord knows how much money on the things to keep the bad guys out. Are they starting to change their kind of focus on, you know, what do we do with all the stuff we bought to keep the bad guys out? And, and I think that that, you know, that's sort of foundational. We, we bought a bunch of stuff to keep the bad guys out. We know bad guys are still getting in. Right. And that means they've got to go to both of those other ends of the spectrum. How do we more rapidly detect them once mm -hmm. they've broken in? And, right. and we've got a wave of, of great security technologies and companies that, that are trying to answer those questions. And then the other question, okay, we've invested in a bunch of protections, but how exposed are we? Where where are we exposed? And and 
uh, Tenable and, and other great companies are trying to answer those questions in a metrics-driven and, and thoughtful way. So, and just to kind of switch gears here, you know, you've been an entrepreneur for in the security space uh, more than once. There's been an unprecedented number of security startups getting funded over the last two, three years. You, you used to run RSA and the conference floor is, you know, proliferated with, <laughs> with startup booths. Uh, what do you think happens in the startup security startup landscape? Is it going, is it, are we going through a period of massive consolidation? Are there going to be new ideas or where are we kind of in that startup curve? Yeah, the great news if you're a security entrepreneur is that there's no shortage of problem and challenge in this space. You know, we're talking about all the high profile breaches, people that are spending millions of dollars trying to protect themselves and, and still getting compromised. So there's lots of opportunity in the security space. And as organizations change how they use technology, right, from desktop to, mo to, uh, to laptop to mobile platform to cloud to web applications and, and DevOps and microservices, their uh, exposure and their attack surface are changing and the types of security technologies they need to protect themselves have to change. And so the, with the constant evolution of technology and enterprise use of that technology comes a need, a thirst for new innovation in the security space. So there, I, I believe uh, that while the existing vendors are making great progress, that there remains a tremendous amount of untapped potential in the security space. And uh, some organizations will certainly uh, adopt a uh, you know, a sweet type of approach, but you know, what we're seeing is best of breed in the highly educated end of the market will continue to rule the day. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're building open platforms because customers demand that they work well together to be more effective, but customers want the best assessment of their security exposure, the best protection for their mobile platforms, you know, the best visibility and control into their cloud environments. So last question, I know you're not leaving Temple anytime soon, but if you were to start a company in the security space, what area do you think an entrepreneur should spend time thinking about? That's a, that's a great question. To me, I think the and there's lots of, of uh, ripe areas, and we talked about a few of them on, on the technology side, where you know progress needs to be made, and needs to be made faster as how organizations use and leverage technology change. You know, to me, I think the most foundational opportunity to change the dynamics in the security market is in helping the security profession translate and understand and communicate their technobabble mm. into terms that the business can understand. If you're talking to the CFO, if you're talking to the CIO, the, the CEO, or you know the audit and risk committee, whose average age may be you know well into their 50s and 60s, you can't tell them about you know Petya, and you can't tell them about Apache Struts. You need to be able to translate your environment and what it means from a business risk perspective. And I think there's great opportunity to uh, to do that. Well, that's all I have. So thanks, Amit, for taking the time. Uh, been great speaking with you.